All right, let's go through some life-changing habits, things that you can do to alter your day in terms of achieving your goals and becoming a better you. I've seen a number of posts on people's blogs or Instagram that gets into this stuff, and there's a lot of good stuff, and there's a lot of confusing things. And I just hope this helps, you know, give you my perspective, maybe clear some of it up. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We're your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. You ever read one of those posts or Instagram things about like your morning routine or your optimal morning routine? Uh, let's get into some of that. I am not the biggest goal-oriented person in terms of all that stuff. I do have things that I do. We've talked about it a lot on this show. And there are things that I don't do. And there are there are people that I follow and I think have a really good outlook and uh, advice on this. And I want to get into some of that with you. So I want to try something a little bit different today in this little presentation. Uh, thing that we can try here and just let's just see where it goes all right so i don't know so much if this is like habits necessarily but the way i like to think of this kind of stuff is that if i have a goal that i'm trying to get to i don't want to just fixate on that goal and i don't want to just fixate on uh the outcome, right? What I want to do is work on the little things that help me build really good habits that ultimately help me get to that goal. Okay. That is what I like to focus on. So let's dig in. I want to look at a few things the power of a morning routine. Okay. Nourishing your body, prioritizing mental wellness. Avoiding binary or all or nothing thinking, building strong relationships, prioritizing mental wellness, getting adequate sleep, and then continuous learning and personal growth. I think if you're working on or eliminating or adding one of these eight things, there's probably more. This is just what I pulled out. All right. Look at the power of a routine. So, routine is like, something that you do every day, right? So if you are working towards a, a goal, a big goal, a medium-sized goal, whatever, you want to engineer things that you do daily, weekly, maybe monthly, that get you towards that thing. For example, if you're trying to lose weight, a routine and a habit you can build would be making sure you're preparing where you're going to get your food from the next day, right? That seems pretty simple, but it, it's actually really hard to do. A lot of people meal prep, a lot of people um, order, you know, pre-made meals, whatever it might be, but making sure that 
before you go to bed, you know where your food sources are going to be coming from the next day, right? So that you're not like hungry and you just decide to go buy McDonald's, right? Because that's, you only have 20 minutes because you haven't planned. So that little routine of planning. So there's power in routines, okay? There's power in building those habits. Um, incredible power. Admiral William McRaven has a really famous uh, YouTube thing. Um, you can look him up on YouTube. But he talks about making your bed, make your bed to change your world. He even, even has a book, Make Your Bed to Change the World. Um, making my bed correctly was not going to be an opportunity for praise. It was expected of me. It was my first task of the day. And doing it right was important. It demonstrated my discipline. It showed my attention to detail. And at the end of the day, it would be a reminder that I'd done something well something to be proud of, no matter how small the task. That's his quote from that book. So something as simple as the routine of getting up and making your bed immediately helped get his you know, goal setting or goal achieving engine going because it was the first thing that he did to start his morning habits. So maybe there's something for you. For him, it was making, your, making his bed, but maybe there's something for you that you can begin to engineer with. There's a lot of this morning routine stuff and a little history here. Um, in my opinion, I remember it all kind of starting. It was, it was, I don't know, a decade ago or something. Benjamin Franklin, uh, it, it came out, this like Benjamin Franklin's morning routine. I, you know, that's the first I've heard of this stuff. Maybe, maybe, you know, I just wasn't paying attention until this, this point or whatever in the internet's uh, sharing of cool stuff. But uh, this is where... I first started noticing these morning routine hacks and, and plans and things like that. Uh, Benjamin Franklin's known for early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. You know, it's a little mantra. You know, mantras can help you remember things. Uh, you know, and that's a, that's a pretty good one. It's a pretty fun one. Uh, be at war with your vices, at peace with your neighbors, and let every new year find you a better man. The whole point is that he's continually working on his routine that is this framework for self-improvement, right? It doesn't have to be complex. His is not honestly that complex, um, but it is a thing. Some other sources you can start to dig into are uh, like these guys, like Huberman and Tim Ferriss, uh, Andrew Huberman and Tim Ferriss. They both have podcasts. Uh, Huberman's famous for his morning routine stuff. I'm not even going to dig in here. Um, quote from him, time on social media. First thing in the morning is probably the most poisonous activity that I could take part in. What is the amount of time it takes to get a really good workout? It's going to be about an hour, but a lot can be done in 45 or even 30 minutes. So just his, his quote there, uh, it's a nice way to reframe how you start your morning. I don't know how many people out there the first thing you do is look at your phone and you check like emails, work emails or messages or whatever, or even Facebook or, or whatever that he's right. That's pretty poisonous. Personally, I try not to do that. I know that there might be some people messaging me because I, I coach a very early, a 5 a.m. and a 6 a.m. a class at, at my gym. And I know there might be people messaging me. So I do keep my phone sort of handy for messages, but I try not to check you know, the news and Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, it is pretty, it can get you in a weird place. And also there's a lot of science on, you know, how it affects your brain and things like that. And 
I just, you know, I don't like anything that becomes sort of a vice. Then regarding Tim Ferriss, uh, mornings are very important to Tim Ferriss, though he gets up rather late. He starts his day about 10 a.m., whereas Superman claims he starts at about six, 5 or 6 a.m. Every morning starts with 20 minutes of transcendental meditation. He has a high-protein breakfast and a hot cup of tea or coffee to kickstart his day. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about meditation in a bit. Transcendental meditation is a whole thing. You can go down an entire rabbit hole with all that stuff. Um, I'm sure, you know, Tim Ferriss is just weird enough. Maybe, you know, it helps. him. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of experience with transcendental meditation, although I do meditate myself. A decent practice, though, is to start your day with gratitude. And, you know, by that, I mean just simply being thankful for whatever. And it could be with that cup of coffee that you just, you know, instead of looking at Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or answering or looking at a work email or your daily schedule for work, maybe the first thing that could help you is to sit down with that cup of tea or that cup of coffee or a big glass of water, whatever it is, and just reflect on how lucky you are that you're awake, that, you know, if you are lucky enough to have people that love you around you, that you have them and they're around you, that could be very helpful to setting up your day in a positive way. There was a famous, not, not necessarily famous, but there was a, a known samurai who uh, would practice this. And what he would do is before he would go to bed, he would imagine, he would meditate on this, he would imagine that all of his belongings and his family would burn up inside of the house. And then when he woke up, it wouldn't be really gone. It would have just been, you know, his imagination or his meditation or whatever about it. And then we, when he would get up, they would be there and he would be how would, he'd be filled with gratitude because they were still there. I don't, I don't know how realistic that is or how true that is. That's an interesting way to think about sort of hacking your brain for some gratitude. Maybe there's a practice you can sort of glean from that. A lot of these people, though, anything you look up, you know, Jocko famously gets up at 4.30. I mean, I get up at 4. I think that getting up early is important. It can really help start your day in a positive way. Uh, it can get you a head start. If you're a late riser, that, that might be, you know, Tim Ferriss gets up at 10, you know. Maybe you do work late, but you have to figure out what your cadence is. Okay. But then figuring out what that what those what that routine is for you. Okay. Morning exercise for a healthy body, physical activity is a cornerstone of wellness. Incorporating morning exercise into your routine can boost your energy levels, can improve your cardiovascular health. Health. We've seen, you know, through COVID that cardiovascular health is very important. Even enhance your mood. I mean, it doesn't have to be a full-on like CrossFit workout, whether it's a brisk walk, yoga, or a you know, full-on high-intensity workout, whatever. Make time to move your body in the morning if you can. And again, morning might mean different things to different people. For me, it's four, and I'm on my feet until, you know, 7, 38 o'clock. For you, it might be seven, and you move around for a half hour or whatever. Another 
uh, and this comes from Huberman as well, but is hydrating well in the morning. He does this whole like lemon and sea salt and water thing, but hydrating is important. You know, having water be the first thing that you drink is important. It can help you. Um, and then there's lots of research and, and things you can find online about cold immersion, whether it's taking a cold shower or the cold plunge. I'm sure you've seen one of 500 different cold plunges that are being sold in whatever you know variation that they sell them. It's a whole thing now. Uh, sunlight is important. Uh, interesting thing from Huberman that that I picked up from listening to him is that you know vitamin D deficiency was another of the things that that came out during you know COVID the the original COVID time frame we're learning about that was that people were generally vitamin D deficient and that vitamin D could help combat a lot of those symptoms. It does in general for things like colds and stuff like that, but. Sun, while sunlight is a great resource for vitamin D, you can supplement it. But we actually get a, a, a large percentage of our vitamin D through our eyes. And the fact that we stare at screens a lot, I mean, I'm staring at one right now. You know, think about your day and how many screens are in front of your face from your phone to your computer to the one in your car to the one on your wall when you go home and watch TV. We spend probably. 75% of our time in front of a screen and you know we're not absorbing that sunlight through our eyes like you know we we would have a long time ago and then again exercise those things in the morning can be very beneficial and there's tons of research and stuff you can dig into not just the mornings though book in the day with mindfulness or health morning routines are great but starting and finishing the day with something you find positive or helpful health-wise, that's, that's double downing on winning, okay? That's book ending that day. As you're, as you're engineering your routine or whatever, think, don't just think about the morning and then, you know, your day, you just go through your day and then whatever. Like, think about how it ends and, and make that part of your, you know, your plan. All right, another thing to keep in mind, nourish your body properly. Like I mentioned, knowing where your food's going to come from is, is the first step. I don't know how many times where I haven't done that. And then, you know, lunch is like whatever I can grab. And then, you know, dinner becomes whatever's in the cupboards um, or something on the way home. And then there you go. It's, it's not very good for you. I, I had I'd made no plan. But the times when I planned you know, what I'm going to do with those three meals or two meals or whatever it works out to based on, you know, whether you're fasting or not, all that stuff, I am much more successful in, you know, feeling better in getting towards, you know, notching off another day towards achieving my goal, whatever. Okay. Balancing your nutrition, a well-balanced diet. That's essential. We've been learning that since grade school for overall health. Focus on incorporating a variety of fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, and whole grains in your meals. Uh, avoid excessive consumption of processed foods, sugary drinks, excessive caffeine. You know, a, a well-balanced diet provides you with all the energy you need, okay, in supporting you long-term. If you are used to, you know, a diet that's not so great, it might take you a little bit to get it 
where it needs to be. Uh, you're going to feel some, we can, like it's a whole other podcast about how you might feel during that process. Staying hydrated is important as well. Uh, I, I usually fall pretty flat on this one myself. It's a, you know, I, there's no reason why it's pretty easy to do. I just wind up falling um, down on this one, but I know a lot of people do well with staying hydrated, but uh, you know, water is the elixir of life. Staying properly hydrated is vital, vital for your bodily functions, cognitive clarity, healthy skin, um, roughly eight glasses of water a day, adjusting your intake for, you know, your activity level and climate. I probably get about six, you know, I, I could definitely use more, especially on, you know, jujitsu days and things like that. I could, I could really probably use more than I take. Prioritize mental wellness. As you are looking at routines and things, make sure this is an area where I feel like a lot of people fall behind. And that is this prioritizing it over other things. Sometimes I think that it might even be a little more important than a lot of the other physical health things that we focus on. Met mindfulness in conjunction with meditation. You could call it mindfulness meditation. I said the transcendental meditation is a whole thing. You can research it on your own. But in our hectic lives, finding moments of peace is crucial. So mindful meditation is a practice that can help you stay grounded and reduce stress. Dedicate a few minutes. You know, doesn't take much. Sit quietly. Focus on your breath. Try to learn to let go of certain things. Um, I think that, you know, just saying let go of things is a little simplified. One of the techniques that I employ that was taught to me by Coach Divine was box breathing. You can look that up too, but that is essentially uh, breathing in for a count. Say, let's just say four count. Breathe in for a four count. Hold your breath for a four count. Breathe out for a four count. Hold your hold the breath out for a four count. And breathe in, and it, kind of like the corners of a box. While you're doing that, you can focus on one thing or try to focus on nothing. Okay. Letting go is a lot more simplified saying maybe it is mostly about gaining perspective on something, okay? And slowing down to gain perspective is what's the hard part to do. A tool that can help that in terms of adding to your routine, journaling, okay? Journaling for self-reflection. It's a powerful tool. It's a powerful tool for... Uh, self-awareness, personal growth, okay? Take some time each day, jot down your thoughts, emotions, experiences. This can really help you get insight into your life uh, patterns. It can help you track goals, achieve goals. It can help you stay focused on building that successful momentum and not just focus on the negative. You know, the old this saying where you can hear a hundred positive things, but somebody says one negative thing, that's the one thing that you focus on. It's very true. Use your journal. Uh, you know, find some time, use it uh, tactfully, tactfully, um, tactically. 
the word I was trying to say. Use your journal tactically as part of that routine building. Maybe it's just, I did this, this is, you know, you're trying to do something over time. Maybe it's as simple as I accomplished it, but I felt like shit doing it or I missed it. Here's what I'm going to do tomorrow that's different. Sort of putting that stuff out in the universe, even if just for you, getting it out of your brain through your body onto the page really helps. I don't know about you, but when I am in a meeting and I take notes, I have to write them out. I can't type them on a computer. If I, if I type them, I forget it. But if I write it, somehow I remember it. I think the, the tactical use of writing is very important. Changing how we look at things. Um, I know a lot of people that I coach in terms of the fitness and even in business, it's sort of an all or nothing um, sort of an approach. Very binary, right? Um, you know, I didn't get, I, I, at the beginning of the week, I wanted to get three days of going to the gym in. I only got one, so I failed. So therefore, what's the point in trying this anymore, right? Derails you. I think changing that all or nothing thinking to, you know, it's a process of building. It's a building a momentum. It's a, it's a sliding scale of self-forgiveness. I think is super important. One of the ways you can do that is looking at things with this concept of structural flexibility. Okay, structural flexibility. Build in time and space so you're not derailed by minor fluctuations in your plan, right? So for an example here, if you're on a diet, and you, you can eat a dessert after dinner. But just a friend taught me this one. You can eat that dessert. Just make sure it's good. Make sure it's really good. If it's sort of like a crappy one, don't eat that one. Save it for a really good one. You'll encounter really good ones, right? I really like that and I use that. So if you know we're finished dinner, they come around, they're like, hey, you want some dessert? And we're like, what do you got? And it's like not so appet like like whatever. When I just pass. I'm amazed at the amount of times where I haven't done that in the past, where I've where I've still like wanted it, you know. Just realize that it is a process. It is not that you miss once and therefore you failed and therefore you should stop. Okay. You keep going. If you, if you miss once, well, tomorrow you can start again and continue. I often tell people in the gym when we're coaching them on, you know, uh, body composition goals or weight goals or whatever that, you know, they get really into watching one day at a time, you know, checking that scale every day or counting calories every day, which that's part of it. But we really want you to look at your calorie consumption over seven days, not just one day, right? It's much more important to keep that overall calorie deficit across seven days down as opposed to just one day, okay? And that gives you a little grace. Another tool for your tool belt is fit, okay? Frequency, intensity, time, and type. If you're into working out, okay, uh, and you want to, like, you're into working out and you have a program, whatever, that you're following, but, you know, one day you're somewhere else and you can't do, you know, the specific leg day thing that you've got, that's okay. Look at those, your workouts or build your workout plan in terms of the fact that these different things can be on a sliding scale. The overall goal is 
movement or building towards your goal, right? So frequency, intensity, time, and type. Those are the different types of ways you can sort of cross-cut a workout. You might have three of them and miss one. You might have two and miss two and it's okay as long as you're hitting one of these and this is a great way to sort of structure that so that you can still get something in and feel accomplished okay avoiding the negative don't punish yourself don't or overcompensate whenever you miss a goal or a target right so you know don't self-punish if you we're, we're talking about weight loss or whatever. If you miss and over go over your, you know, set caloric intake or whatever, don't then starve yourself for two days. I know a lot of people that do that, okay? So don't punish or overcompensate. When you miss a goal or target, stick to the plan you created. Don't punish yourself for just one slip up. You know, if you have too much cake at a birthday party, don't beat yourself up the next day or in the gym. Don't starve yourself for the next few days. In the long run, that overcompensation for punishment has more negative consequences than positive. Okay. Another thing to add to your routine, like quiver, building strong relationships. Okay. Quality time with loved ones, human connections. It's the heart of being better of you know longer life okay engage in meaningful conversations share experience create lasting memories with people okay that is how you build connections that provide emotional support and enhance your life an example is we were at breakfast my oldest son was in town from college and we all four of us went out to i have two sons and a wife all four of us went out to breakfast and i noticed the family to the right and to the left of us, they were all looking at their phones. At this, they were none of them were talking. They were just looking at their phones. I'm not saying we're better. We've definitely had moments where we've done that as a family, but I just noticed it and I felt bad, and it made me sort of refocus my attention back on what everyone was saying. So, be mindful of that kind of thing. You know, if if you're, I can't tell you early on in my career when I was building, early on building a business. I would be home, I would be with my family, but I would be on the couch on my laptop working. So I wasn't really present. I was physically present, but I wasn't emotionally present. So when you are doing that thing, make sure you're doing it fully. Another thing to add is getting adequate sleep. This is super important. Establishing that bedtime routine, you know, Sleep, if if it's a physical goal, sleep is going to help you. It's like magic, right? Ensure you're getting enough by creating a nice bedtime routine. Avoiding screens if you can. That's super important. Um, you know, they say seven to nine hours. You know, it, it's going to be different for different people, but that's not a bad metric. Um. But another thing to think about, too, is a lot of folks will, uh, I've talked to them, they will say, I go to bed at 9, but they're like exhausted at 8, 8 or 8.30. Just go to bed. Like you can go to bed when you, like sleep, like prioritize it, sleep when you can. Now, I know that's easier said than done because some people have small children or whatever. That's a whole different 
problem. I'm talking about in a, you know, almost perfect situation in terms of being able to choose when you go to bed, right? This is all part of your schedule and your engineering, but we know this is important. Science tells us that getting adequate sleep is important. So you kind of have to find a way. Right. Another part of all of this, continuous learning and personal growth, this is the whole reason, making sure that we're sort of adding this as a part of that, you know, Venn diagram of, you know, the better me, continually learning and growing. It's got to be the over, part of the overarching or, or underlying, however you want to say that part of this and you know setting goals and going after like, challenging yourself is a good way to do it whether that's learning a new skill taking up a hobby pursuing you know deeper education but personal growth it adds purpose and excitement you know it makes a lot of the other suffering in life go by better. So if you can add this as part of your routine, something here that you like doing or that you want to learn, definitely put that as part of your routine. It's, it's going to help you. It's going to help everything that's come before it too. You know? Uh, another thing about challenges, and there's a, there's a person, David Goggins, that gets talked about a lot, and he is big into large very intense personal challenges and a lot of people get it confused they think it's you know like this macho stereotype thing but it's you know and i suppose maybe that's part of it but it's also there because he sort of levels himself up and i do that as well i like big hairy audacious personal physical challenges because i directly feel like I'm mentally I improve myself whenever I overcome something physically daunting because I sort of raise my level of my ability to absorb you know suffering or whatever and I like that a lot of people don't like that maybe it's intellectual for you and that's fine too making goals behavior based over outcome focused and that's sort of like the whole point of this last, you know, 40 minutes. Make goals behavior-based over outcome-focused. An example of this is not just looking at the scale every day, but focusing in on getting a workout every day or aligning your meals with your planned caloric intake every day, okay? It's focusing on the habit itself in achieving that over just solely the outcome, okay? So goals are great, but the things that we do to get us there need to be habit-inducing behaviors above and beyond just fixating and worrying about this individual outcome, okay? I hope that makes sense. It's really what a lot of this is all about. Some of these people that I've pulled some of this from, Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning. It's a good, good book. Really digs into you know the importance of morning habits. 
Um, he goes a little deep on it. Mel Robbins, author of the five second rule. I love her stuff. Find her. She's all over the place on the internet. You'll like her. Andrew Huberman. Uh, he's a neuroscientist. Like I said, a big section of this, him and Tim Ferriss of the four hour work week, really great stuff. And then Robin Sharma, the 5am club. He talks a lot about getting up early and structuring your morning routines. Again, none of this stuff is straight up. You know, you have to absolutely follow it. You know, the ABCs here. Um, that's not the point. The point would be more that you can take whatever pieces of this that you need to take and build your own routines into it. You can build your own plan. And this, hopefully, is just a way to sort of cross-section and look at that stuff. Maybe it helps you. Man, I hope it does. Thanks for listening. If you have any insight of yours, things that you do that's different from this, or maybe you disagree with me, hit, hit me up in the comments. Let me know. I'd love to learn from you, and maybe we can have a discussion over it. Until next time, work on your routines. Get after it, y'all.